I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I was hoping I would survive it. Spoiler alert, I survived it. Uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't easy. Episode 811 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, lessons learned after running a marathon a month in 2019. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip episode, I want to take a second and thank a few new folks, actually a, a literal handful of folks that have jumped on board the Patreon train in the last couple of weeks or so and uh, are supporting the show, sending me the old proverbial couple cups of coffee or a cup of coffee or a bunch of cups of coffee uh, each and every month. Uh, so huge shout out, huge thanks to Bruce, Kenton, Danielle, Jose, and Heather, uh, who are the most recent folks. I believe that puts our total up to like 38, 39 folks that are... are Spending money every month to help help keep this thing going, uh, which I certainly appreciate. Certainly appreciate, um, especially since you know. I mean, if, if we're honest, um, I mean, I would keep doing the show even if there were zero folks supporting the show on Patreon. So uh, the fact that we've got 38, 39 folks that are that are doing it now uh, is certainly appreciated, and there's certainly room for more. So if you'd like to jump on board the Patreon train, uh, send a dollar, five dollars, ten, twenty, thirty, whatever whatever makes sense to you, whatever fits your budget, whatever you think the show might be worth. Uh, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Diz Runs. Uh, and, and not only do you, you know, get the satisfaction or the, the feel goods of uh, supporting the show financially, but you also can jump into the book club. Um, you accumulate uh, points uh, with each month's donation that go towards, you know, some swag or some free coaching or uh, some other things that might be coming down the line, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, which will get added to the, the menu, if you will, as well. Um, so it's not just a kind of one time that you get a little shout out for me and then uh, I forget about you. Um, at least I hope not. That's, that's certainly not the goal. Uh, trying to, to make it worth your while with different things. Uh, always looking for new ways to, to continue to give back to those that are, are certainly giving to me and to the show. So uh, once again, thanks to Bruce, Kenton, Danielle, Jose, and Heather. Certainly appreciate you. Uh, and if, if you want to get on board, patreon.com slash Diz Runs. So today, this is actually a, a multiple multiple times requested topic. So for those of you that are, that are kind of new to the show, let me set the, set the stage just a little bit. So last year, 2019, uh, I came up with this goal that uh, basically said I was going to run at least one marathon per month, meaning not that I was going to run a proper race, but I was going to set out for a run that was a total of 26.2 miles or longer each and every month for the year. Admittedly, kind of a, 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 a big goal, uh, an audacious goal, a goal that I had been chewing on for a while and, and decided that I wanted to, wanted to, to, to go for it, go for it and see what would happen. Uh, so I ended up running, um, I think four, proper races, three proper races, uh, as far as marathons go, a couple of, of ultras mixed in there as well. And then the rest of them were what I call S and G for uh, shits, shits and giggles, uh, marathons where I just would set out and run 26.2 miles, you know, from the house or in the, at a trailhead or whatever the case might be. Um, so the, that was the goal, at least one per month for the entirety of 2019. Now, to the letter of the law, I failed. To the to the letter of the goal, I missed it, and I missed it early. I missed it in February of last year. Uh, I, I had set out on on one uh, one day to get my my twenty six point two in, and, and you know, in hindsight, it was probably foolish. I waited till a little bit later in the month, so it was kind of like this was my opportunity 
and uh, the weather did not agree with me. Um, I was baking in the sun and uh, ended up, I think I made it to about 14 or 15 miles and then was like walking for a bit. And it was just like, I could walk the rest of this thing and continue to get sunburn and continue to deal with dehydration and some heat issues, or I can throw it in and ended up, I think I ended up at 17 or 18 miles, something like that. Um, and not have another opportunity for the month of February to get it done. And, and that was the choice I made. So I, I missed February. Now, if you want to grant me a bit of grace, I did run two in February, or I'm sorry, two in January. So starting off the year last year, I ran, uh, the, the, uh, Bearbait Ultras 50K, which ended up being about 32 miles. And then, you know, the week a week later, I ran the Big Beach Marathon, 26.2 miles. Um, and that, those were the last two weekends of January. So then uh, February, a little bit of recovery. Then, like I said, an, an attempt that came up short. And uh, then I was, you know, kind of faced with the decision of, I missed my goal, but do I keep pressing on and say, you know what? At the end of the year, if I hit it 11 out of 12 months, that would still be pretty darn good. Or do I say, yeah, you know what? It was, it was a good try while it lasted for these first eight weeks of the year, and, and let's, uh, let's hang it up. No, of course, I, I kept going. Uh, ended up running, uh, like I said, uh, every single month. I didn't miss another month. Ended up with two more marathons in, uh, in October of, of last year with the, uh, the Cannonball Marathon and the Marine Corps Marathon. So ended up with 13 marathons or longer. Actually, it was 11 marathons and two uh, 50Ks, so two, two ultras. Um, one of those marathons being on the treadmill, which I do not recommend doing that, but it's, I have proved that I can do it if I absolutely have to. Uh, so it wasn't enjoyable, but I got it done. Uh, but anyway, 13 marathons or ultras, uh, out of 12 months. So technically not a success cause I missed February, but clearly, uh, I think it was, I think it was a pretty good, pretty good year. Um, certainly learned a few things. Certainly, um, have a few takeaways, uh, as far as things that is going to, ha- will hopefully help me in the future because of it. Uh, and, and, you know, certainly going to share a few of those things today. Hopefully that will help you going forward. Now, a few, a few caveats, if you're listening to this going, what am I, what are you going to teach me from running a marathon every month? Like I'm, I'm, you know, I have no goals of running anything farther than a half marathon or anything farther than a 10 K or I'm, I'm still new to this whole thing. And I'm, I'm just training up for my first five K and, and you know, the marathon ridiculous. I hear you. I hear you. Um, hopefully as is usually the case with, with most, uh, I think running lessons and, and things that we learn, things that we talk about here on the show. Um, I think that they scale. I think that they scale. So wherever you are on your running journey right now, or, or your running career, your running timeline, whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever your distance, whatever your far distances are. Um, I think that this will apply. Now I'm going to probably end up saying the word marathon more than anything else, but whenever you hear me talk about doing a marathon or 26.2 or whatever, just adjust that to where it fits for you. Maybe it fits for you as a marathon. Maybe it fits for you as a, as a half, as a 10 K 10 mile, 5 K one mile, whatever. Maybe it fits for you at 50 miles. Uh, if you're one of those, one of those crazy ultra running people. Um, but wherever, wherever the, the lesson fits for you, is fine. So I just want to put that out there. Don't think that because it was a marathon for me that it has to be a marathon for you, for you to be able to get maybe some of these same benefits, same lessons. If you want to put a similar type of goal in for you, you know, going forward, maybe, maybe you didn't get there or get to whatever the number might be in January, but shoot, you know, it's the first week in, in February. It's, it's a good time to set a goal for the rest of the year, right? Or at least maybe something to think about, chew on 
and decide to, to work towards later in the year or into next year or whatever the case might be. So here's some, some things I learned, some benefits that I think, that I hope uh, I will continue to take from this whole experience. And uh, again, something that I think and I hope that uh, you can take from it as well. So why, why did I do it? First and foremost, let's, let's start there. The reason that I, I set this goal last year was that I wanted to increase my mileage. And I could have gone with a generic goal of, you know, I want to increase my mileage in, in 2019. Um, but I, I knew, knowing myself, I knew that I had a better chance of increasing my mileage if I, if I made it a little bit more of a, of a game, if I gamified it a little bit. If I, if I set this, this incremental target, so kind of going back to, you know, being strategic with how I set my goals uh, of setting out every month, I can do this. And what I, what I also knew would be required to be successful with that goal is that I would have to maintain a pretty decent level of fitness on the weeks that I wasn't doing a 26.2 mile long run. So, you know, I couldn't just back way off and just do and quote unquote, just, which again, this is all relative to wherever you might happen to be. But for me to maintain 26.2 mile fitness, I couldn't quote unquote, just run 10 or 12 mile long runs every other week of the month and only do again, quote unquote, only do a couple of, of short, easy runs during the week. I needed to maintain and hopefully continue to build fitness throughout the year. So I was kind of forcing my hand into making sure that most of my long runs were maybe at minimum 15 miles. Some of them 17, 18, 20. Even though I wasn't going 26.2, I needed to keep that long run distance up high enough so that when I was going to do a 26.2, which in theory was never more than three or four weeks away, Although, you know, I mean, you can figure out how a calendar works and sometimes there might be seven weeks between them and sometimes there might only be two or three, but for the most part, they, they stayed pretty steady. I needed to maintain that level of fitness. So I knew that if I set this goal and I was going to be serious about maintaining it throughout the year, I would have to keep my mileage higher than it had been before and more consistently high than it had been before so that my body would be able to not only get me through that 26.2, but then bounce back and be ready to, to run again a couple days later. All right. So that was, that was kind of the thought process. That was why I decided to do it. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I was hoping I would survive it. Spoiler alert. I survived it. Uh, spoiler alert. It wasn't easy, but, uh, came through on the other side and I'm certainly happy I did. And in so doing learned a few things, probably more than I can, can, put into words right now, or at least more than I've, I've been able to kind of wrap my head around and preparing for, for this, this little quick tip episode today. But there's definitely three things that, uh, and, and again, probably more and probably more that will kind of come out sprinkled through, through future episodes of the show, but three distinct lessons, three distinct takeaways that I gained from doing a marathon every month or, you know, asterisk a marathon every month in 2019 that hopefully will benefit you in 2020 and beyond with your running some things. Again, whether you implement them right now or whether you just kind of keep it tucked away in the back of your head, something that I think and hope that you can use going forward. So the first lesson that I learned, the first thing that really I feel like paid off for me over the course of 2019 and doing this marathon every month thing is I became more familiar and more comfortable with running 26.2 miles. And I think that that familiarity is a good thing. Now, now here's, here's why. 
I wasn't really like scared of 26.2. You know, at the beginning of, of last year, I don't know what the exact number is, but I think I had done a marathon either at a race or I, you know, I had done a couple of these SNG 26.2s before that. Um, I think I'd done 26.2 miles, 12, 13, 14 times, something like that. So I pretty much doubled that total, uh, last year. But I say all that to say this going into the year, I wasn't like afraid of 26.2, but it was still a pretty daunting distance. You know, it was something I hadn't done frequently, done it a few times, but not done it super often. And it was still, it was still legit and it is still a legit distance. But here's the thing after running 13, um, 26.2 or longer last year, it's not quite as daunting as it used to be. All right. It's, I, you know, if, if you told me that I had to go out and run 26.2 miles tomorrow, I don't know that I'd be excited, but I wouldn't be scared. I wouldn't be nervous. Be like, all right, well, got to do what you got to do. Right. Like, like it's not something that is as big of a deal as it used to be, especially if it's not a race and we'll get more to the difference between running and racing in a minute. But especially if, I, if I'm just going out, taking my time, maybe I'm on the trail, maybe I'm just running through town, whatever the case might be. But if you just, Hey, just go out, you just got to get in 26.2 tomorrow. No big deal. No big deal. And I don't, I don't dis- dismiss it. I don't, I don't mean that in a dismissive fashion. I don't mean no big deal and that it's not something that's going to be easy because it's not going to be easy, but it's easier for me to wrap my head around it now than it used to be because I've, I'm comfortable with the distance because I've done it so many times recently that it's, it's no longer this like this and it's kind of split in hairs, but it's no longer like this, this ridiculous thing. It's just kind of another thing like, eh, you know, and if I think back to my, my running life, um, prior to 2019, you know, maybe that's where 15 miles used to be or the half marathon distance where it was like, yeah, I could probably do it, but gosh, like that's, that's a lot now running 13. And again, this is not meant to, to make anybody feel any type of negative about where you are right now, because I used to be in a lot of those places. All right. But for me right now in 2020, going out to run 13 miles. Okay. Any day, anytime, no big deal. All right. 15 miles, yeah, pretty much the same, you know, 20 miles. That's starting to be significant, but I can handle it. 26 more significant, but again, I can handle it because I'm familiar with it because I've been there so many times in the last six months of running 13, 15, 18, 20, 22, 26.2, 30, 31, 32 miles. I can handle it. So just getting those reps, just getting those miles, just chipping away, ticking off 26.2, 26.2 month after month has kind of taken some of the stigma, some of the, the scariness away from doing it. So again, wherever you are, if there's a distance that's kind of scary for you, you know, one thing that you can, can do is just start being more and more familiar with that distance or something similar to it, to where all of a sudden it's not such a leap. So maybe, maybe you're at that point where, you know, running a 10 K is doable, but it's a little bit scary. So you start running more four and five mile long runs, which isn't quite the same as 10 K. Obviously it's not quite 6.2 miles, but if all of a sudden you're running four and five miles and it's no big deal, all of a sudden six, you know, 6.2 running 10 K. Sounds a bit more manageable, it's a bit less daunting. That's exactly what running a marathon every month has done for me. And again, wherever, wherever you are on that scale, if you do it more frequently, whatever that distance is, it's a little bit scary, a little bit daunting. The more frequently you do it, the less scary it becomes, the more comfortable you are with the idea, the more 
able your body is to handle it, um, it kind of just becomes, okay, we can do this. So I think that that familiarity of running the distance was a big benefit for me, something that definitely was a positive going forward. Another lesson learned that there's a big difference between running and racing when it comes to any distance, but it's again, especially 26.2. Uh, there's, there's a quote that I've, I've been a, a fan of for a while. I don't remember exactly who said it, but I think I can, I can get the gist of it at least. And I think this might even be exact, but again, we'll go with the gist, uh, that it's the pace that kills never the distance. And there's a little bit of a, of a distinction there that I feel like I need to make because the distance can be tough. The distance can beat you up. You know, I would go run an easy 26, quote unquote, easy 26.2. And I would be sore for a day or two, you know, not, not like. I can't move sore, but it was just like, you know, kind of like uh, the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Like the first few steps, I needed that oil can. Once I got moving, once I was up off my feet, once I was, or once I was up on my feet, off the couch or off of sitting or, or laying or whatever, out of bed, move around, get to the bathroom. And then, all right, now we're moving pretty good. Everything feels fine. After I would race a marathon, because I did race a couple of them last year. I, I definitely raced, um, uh, what is it? Big Beach. All right. I, I, that was my PR. Uh, still my PR. Um, I, I would say that I raced cannonball, um, although it didn't go as well as planned. Kind of sort of raced Marine Corps, but again, I, I took that one a little bit easier. I was trying to have a little bit more fun that day. Um, but definitely raced at least two marathons last year, trying to push myself hard. And after those races, yeah, it was there was some recovery going on. Um, you know, it was, it was sore for multiple days. That was when I was, I would, you know, I had to take my own medicine after, after racing the marathon and be off of running for, you know, close to a week, maybe a little bit longer, get into that pain three plus three pain free. Let me, let me start that one over, get into that pain free plus three threshold that I've talked about here and there of, of waiting until your body's not hurting after a race and then wait three more days before you start running to make sure that you're really given recovery, the, 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 amount of, of time that you need. It may not be perfect, but at least, you know, it's erring on the side of a bit more recovery instead of a bit, bit less, which I think is good for us staying healthy, avoiding injuries. So, you know, when I would run 26.2 around town, when I would do one of my S and G races, which it's not even a race, my, my S and G runs my S and G marathons, like there was really no recovery. Um, because I kept it nice and easy on those runs. I had my heart rate monitor on. Uh, I was, I was, you know, following my, my heart rate principles. So if my heart rate got higher, I slowed down. I walked a lot towards the end of those runs, especially in the summer months because my heart rate was so high. Hey, I'm not out here to, to, to stress the system. I'm out here to get the miles in. So slow down, walk a bit, do what you got to do to get the, get the miles in, but not push the pace, not push the effort. And as a result, like I said, I was a little bit stiff the next day, but for the most part, not too much discomfort, no aches and pains. Um, and, and pretty much back to the normal routine. You know, I, I would usually do my long runs on Saturday. Sunday's usually an off day anyway. Back to running on Monday. Now, I might have shortened up my run a little bit on Monday. I might have shortened up my run a little bit on Thursday, Friday, leading into an S&G to, to, to just have a little bit of extra rest. But it wasn't, it wasn't a taper. It wasn't taking time off to really focus on recovery. It was just be a little bit smart, shake the rust off, but within a day or two, right back to the normal routine. Again, after a marathon, after racing a marathon, not quite that that the same thing. So the lesson here, the 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 thing that I'm trying to get across is that there's a big difference between running and racing any distance. Okay, so if there's a distance that you're a little bit scared of, try to just run it 
slow. Run it slow and easy. It won't beat you up as much. You won't feel as, as rough the next day. And again, going back to the first lesson, you'll get a bit more familiar with the distance, feel more familiar with how your body responds. And so it won't be as daunting anymore anyway. Plus again, it's not, it's not beating you up as much, you know, um, because you're running it nice and easy. So there's definitely a difference between running and racing 26.2. And I only raced a couple of them. I ran a bunch, only raced a few. So, uh, the, and, and that may not sound like a difference, but I promise you it, it is. And it's definitely not as difficult to run as it is to race when you're talking about any distance. And again, I mean, you know, my, my disdain for the 5k is well-documented. I have no problem running 3.1 miles. Racing 3.1 miles? Yeah, that's where the disdain comes from. So uh, there's a big difference between running and racing any distance, and that certainly includes the marathon. Last but not least, in terms of lessons learned in uh, doing a marathon every month in, in 2019, um, this is maybe maybe the biggest one. I don't know if it's the biggest one or not, but it's, it's definitely a big one. Kind of already touched on it a little bit, but it's, it's that success doesn't require perfection. And that you can take that one of two ways. You can take that and that, you know, if things don't line up absolutely perfectly, but you still get to the end result, end goal, like, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but it was, it was still a success. That's one way to take it. You can also take it in that you can technically fail. I technically failed at my goal of running a marathon every month. But overall, was it still a success? Did I still reach the same means, if you will? Did I still reach the same benefits that I was hoping to achieve, to accomplish when I set the goal to begin with? Yeah, absolutely did. Absolutely did. I ran more miles in, in 2019 than I've ever run in a year before. That was a big goal. Increase that mileage total. It happened. And I felt good. No real injuries, no real issues. A couple little aches and pains here and there, but nothing, nothing that's got me worried. Did I hit, did I hit the goal to the letter? No. Was I perfect? No. Was I successful? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when you're preparing for another race, when you're preparing for, uh, you know, working towards a, a mileage goal or a cross training goal or a race goal, whatever the case might be. Yes. You know, especially in our sport, we get caught up in the numbers. We get caught up in the black and white. Did I hit my time goal or not? Was I successful or not? But there's other factors to consider. There's other ways to measure success. And I don't want that to sound like I'm giving you permission to just kind of, you know, take the easy way out and like just every, everybody wins and, and participation trophies and all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is be honest with yourself and don't just be quick to say that you failed. Again, technically I failed, but do I consider last year a failure? Not even close. Not even close. And, you know, as, as I've maybe been, been one to say once or twice, you know, life has a way of happening. Life has a way of things going sideways on you when you least expect it and probably when you least want it to go sideways, right? So when that kind of stuff happens, when you, when you miss running your marathon in February and you're like, well, hell, like less than two months in or, you know, just two months in, I've already missed the mark. Just readjust the sights a little bit. Change the focus. Change the, the quote unquote definition of success and go, hey, you know what? If I still get 11 out of 12 months, like that's a damn good, good year. And honestly, before the year started, if I said, you know, the goal is 12, if I get 11 out of 12, that's going to, I'm going to call that a success. I'd have been happy with it. You know, maybe missed July or something like that. No, I missed February. All right, whatever. Lock in, keep moving. Still not perfect, but still a success. So I think that I hope at least that there's something in there that you can take away when you're looking at your own progress, your own pursuit of your goals. 
and recognize that that success can come in different ways. And not all of them, and probably not even most of them, require things to be perfect. Because perfect, it's, a, it's good in theory, but uh, not real good in practice. So those are kind of my three my three big lessons, at least right now, that I can I can at least articulate the clearest. There will probably be more to come, but being familiar with the distance has been a good thing. Getting more comfortable running 26.2, I think is going to help me a lot going forward. And again, that translates whatever distance that you might be uh, struggling with or uncomfortable with, whether it's marathon, half, whatever, 10K, 10 mile, 5K, it all, it all relates. Get more comfortable at that distance and it will become a bit less scary, a bit less daunting. All right. Uh, also really cemented the difference between running and racing. And there's a big difference in how your body feels, how your body feels in the recovery coming out of it, um, how much stress and pressure goes into it. Big difference between running and racing any distance. And then last but not least, success does not require perfection. So as we're wrapping up today, the, 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 maybe the most obvious question that, that might be on your, your lips right now is going, all right, dude, uh, I know you haven't said anything about it, but are you going to keep it going? You know, you're going to keep trying to do a marathon every month in 2020. You already got one in for the goofy challenge. You know, already got that marathon in, in January. Keep the string going. Not so fast. Not so fast. Um, yes, I grew a lot as a runner in 2019. Yes. Running 26.2 every month contributed to that. Or, you know, every month with an asterisk contributed to that. But if I'm honest, the last couple of months, it was a slog, not because of the distance, but because it was just like, God, I just, I don't, I didn't want to run 26.2 miles through the, the beautiful streets of Lakeland, Florida again, not saying ever, but it's just like, I didn't want to do it every couple of weeks, every month. So I was looking forward to the last one in December, made it through, and I'm excited to not be running uh, an S and G marathon anytime soon. Now, what I'm not saying is that I won't do an S and G 26.2 at some point in 2020. I'm not saying I will. I'm just saying that right now there's no plans of doing another one anytime soon. Uh, right now looking at the calendar, February, which is fitting since it was last February, will be the first, the first month in the last 12 that I won't be doing a 26.2 distance. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I still have big running goals. I'm still actually going to be running probably more this year than I did. Hopefully, at least, more this year than I did last year. I'm just going to do it with fewer 26.2s and more 20 milers. More 5 and 6 and 7 milers instead of 3 and 4 milers during the week. Um, I'm planning on continuing to build my my base, continuing to, to move forward in 2020. But I'm also recognizing kind of like the, the last of the takeaways there that I can do that in different ways. It doesn't all come down for me, increasing my volume. It doesn't all come down to just the long runs. There's other ways to add more miles to the mix. A little addition by subtraction sometimes, if you will. So much fewer, many fewer, whatever. I will be running less. How about that? I'll be running uh, a fewer. I'm, I'm, I'm all tied up on this fewer less thing. Let me know. Those of you that are, are the grammar grammar police, let me know which way I should be saying this. But I will not be running as many. There we go. I got it, got it that time. I will not be running as many 26.2-mile uh, distance runs or races in 2020 as I did in 2019. Probably significantly less. All right. Right now, I'm at one. Uh, this time last year, I was at two. 
I kind of think that that fifty percent. That's probably probably about right. I'll probably get five or six of them in. Uh, hopefully, a couple of races, maybe an ultra here and there, maybe an S and G in here and there. Um, but the lessons learned from doing it last year will continue to push me forward this year. And and that's that's what I'm most looking forward to. It's just continuing to build, continuing to grow. That's the name of that's the name of the game in our sport. Keep building, keep growing, keep moving in the right direction. And again, you can do that multiple different ways. You can do that when things aren't perfect. You just got to keep keep working at it. So, uh, again, I know this was something that was asked a few times. Hopefully, there's something in in these lessons today that can apply to you, can can work for, for you. Um, certainly, I'm going to continue to to reflect on these things or reflect on last year and and the marathons every month. Um, and if there's something that comes to mind along the way, you can you can bet that I'll be sharing it, whether it's on the podcast, an email, whatever the case might be in the Facebook group. Uh, I'll be sharing, continue to share any lessons I learned that I think might be helpful to you. And hopefully uh, there will continue to be many more. And if not about marathons every month, there'll be something from this year, uh, something from this week, probably that I'll be sharing. So uh, anyway, that was my journey or my mission or my, whatever it was, my goal uh, in a nutshell from last year, one marathon every month, uh, whether depending on how you want to look at it, successful, not successful, but it was a good year. It was a good year. So, uh, let me know what you think about this. Let me know if you think I was crazy. If you, if you want to try something similar, uh, anything from today's episode at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram, of course you can send an email as well. Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can always slide over to the show notes, which you can find today at Dizruns.com slash eight one one. Got some memes, got some gifs, got some links to uh, past races, things of that nature as well. Uh, and then also there's obviously the comment section at the bottom of the page. You can leave your thoughts and feedbacks, takeaways there as well. And uh, one more time, huge shout out to Bruce, Kenton, Danielle, Jose, and Heather, and uh, the other 30, 34, 35 folks that are, in, uh, that are supporting the show on Patreon every month. If you want to jump on board, get into the book club, start earning some points towards some, some free stuff. Uh, Diz runs, no, not Diz runs, patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash Diz runs is the link. Uh, you're always in control. You can stop, stop paying anytime or stop, stop donating, giving whatever you want to call it anytime. Uh, you can adjust your amount anytime as well. Uh, patreon.com slash Diz runs. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If you enjoyed this one, tell a friend and uh, otherwise, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day and, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. <laughs>